Blog Talk Radio. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom. 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 Empowerment. Praise your name, Jesus. Honor you and worship you tonight. We invite your spirit into this house. Your glory. Your presence, O Lord. Abba Father, we bless you. Lord Jesus, we give praise to you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you tonight. Somebody lift your hands and make him feel welcome. This house. It's not about us tonight. It's all about him, his wisdom, his grace, and his mercy. The rising of the sun, to the going down of the sun, your name is to be praised. Take over this place, take over this place, sweet spirit, sweet spirit, take over this place, take over this sweet spirit, sweet spirit, sweet spirit, take over this Take over this place. Take over this place. Take over this place. Sweet spirit. Sweet spirit. Take over this place. Take over this place. Sweet spirit. Sweet spirit. Take over this place. Take over this place, sweet spirit, sweet spirit, take over this place, take over this place, Mighty spirit, take over this place. Take over this place. Holy spirit, holy spirit, holy spirit. Take over this place. Take over this place. Holy spirit, holy spirit. Take over this place. Take over 
you to take over this place, take over these airwaves, O oh Lord God. Take over our hearts, O oh Lord God. Take over our minds, Lord God. We submit and surrender all that we are, all that we are hoping to be, and all that we are not, Lord God, at your feet. We ask, Father God, that you would shape us into mold us into what you have called us and created us to be, O oh Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for your hand of grace and of mercy upon our lives, Lord. We thank you, Father God, that we are of a right mind on this evening, O oh Lord God, that we can lift up adoration unto you, Lord God. We can come before your throne of grace and of mercy, O oh God, interceding on the behalf of others, O oh God, interceding on the behalf of ourselves, O oh God. And lifting you up, Lord God, giving you all the praise, the worship, and the adoration that is due you. We give you praise on tonight, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for clothing us in our right minds, oh God. Thank you for giving us a mindset, Lord, to serve you. Father God, we recognize and understand that we in our own limited capacity can't even serve you without you. Hallelujah. Ah, oh, we give you praise. Tonight we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. Hallelujah. God's anointed one and his anointing. We lift you up, O oh God. We thank you, Father God, for the infilling of your precious Holy Spirit. We thank you, O oh Lord God, that it is in you that we move and breathe and have our very being. We thank you, O oh Lord God, that hallelujah, ah, Rosata, we have been created in your image 
image and in your likeness, Lord. We thank you, hallelujah, that in your infinite wisdom, Yahweh, you created us, O oh God, to will and to do of your good pleasure, Father. We thank you, Father, for a servant's heart. We thank you, O oh Lord God, for the desire, the desire that boils up within us, O oh God, to serve you, to be, hallelujah, used of you. Ah, oh, we give you praise on tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are worthy, O oh God. You are worthy of the praise, the glory, and all the honor, O oh God. Hallelujah. Ah, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Well, children of the Most High God, let me in, start, hallelujah, by welcoming you to prayer, praise, and the word of God. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and with a heart full of adoration, hallelujah, of adoration unto God, I just feel just... Uh, overwhelmed with the desire just to be in his throne room on tonight. I pray that you are sharing in that anointing. As Phil Tarver opened up the show for us with sweet, sweet spirit, hallelujah, to take over this place. We, we want the spirit of the living God to take over our minds, to take over our hearts, to take over our flesh, take over our bodily, ah, glory, 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 that we may serve God, that we may serve God, that we may yield ourselves to his service. Hallelujah. Mm. We have been created according to the word of God to will and to do of his good pleasure. That is part of our creative makeup. It's in us, it's in us, saints, it's in us to serve God. The, the key to it all is are we willing to yield ourselves to him and to be used of him, to allow him to use us to his glory. That's the key right there. It is a matter of our will. It is a matter of our will. So I am praying for you tonight that you will yield your will unto him, that hallelujah, his will will be your will. We give God praise. Hallelujah. Well, I pray that you've had an awesome week. I know I have. It has been one thing after another, as it normally is. Hallelujah. But the awesomeness is found in the fact that no matter what opposition, no matter what stumbling block, no matter what situation, no matter what issue has come about, God, hallelujah, but God has been faithful. He has been faithful, and because of that, we can give him praise. I was at a a service last night, and um, there was a a dear, sweet mother in the audience, and they did a testimony service, and this little old lady got up, okay? She had to be. She didn't divulge her age. I was praying that she would because I really wanted to know, but In my spirit, I just felt that she was tottering and teetering on 90 years old. I am serious. She was the sweetest little thing. Sweetest little thing. Did a little praise there. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was so blessed. It was so blessed. But anyway, as she got up to give her testimony, 
and she was testifying. She testified about the first grandson that got shot and killed. She testified about the second grandson that died on the operating table. She testified about her first daughter that died. Hallelujah. Then she testified after the daughter died, then her son died. Then she testified that the next daughter contracted cancer. And then she testified about her son-in-law who also contracted cancer. And in the midst of all of this, her testimony was, but yet God, yet God gave her the strength. Yet God walked her through every situation. Yet God walked her to the miracle of her son-in-law being cancer-free. Yet God walked her through, hallelujah, everything that she encountered. She did not walk it alone. And you don't normally hear those testimonies where it has been one thing after another, one thing after another. And let me tell you, girl, the woman was praising her way through. And she shared. She shared and praised the living God. So we sit, and as I sat and I listened to her, and I'm like, okay, Lord, I thank you that it could have been my grandson that was taken, but yet they are yet here. They have gone through. They lived that thug life, but, God, you have delivered them up and out of it all. Yet, God, hallelujah, you are still on the throne. Yet, God, I thank and I praise you for my family. Yet, God, if this lady can stand there and praise you in dance at 90 years old, And after encountering and suffering all that she had, and yet praise you, oh, my God, what is wrong with us? I am so serious. It just, it brought tears to my eyes, her faith, her faith in God, her commitment to the things of God. We stump our toe and we're ready to walk away. Each little disappointment we encounter, we're ready to walk away. Oh, well, I must not have heard from God. Oh, uh, this thing must not be real. But this woman had went through trauma after trauma after trauma, yet still she was praising God. Yet still she was giving him the glory. She said her little car got stolen from her two years ago, and all she wanted was another car so that she could get to the rest homes, the convalescent homes, so she could play the piano for the people. Still at that age, still a servant's heart, still wanting to be used of God. I'm telling you, it did my soul. My soul turned flips. It really did. I was just like, oh, my God. I was just so just intrigued by such great faith in God. See, faith is not predicated just on what he does and doesn't do. See, she had faith to know that God was, even though she had lost all those members of her family, one right after another, God was yet God. Now, that was a testimony. Do you hear me? God was yet God. She yet still stood and gave him the praise, the glory, and the honor. I'm telling you, that was powerful. That was powerful, okay? And every individual in the place was affected by it. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It is just, that's, that's what, what God is calling us to, to that place, not, not to the place of 
having to suffer one tragedy after another. And some of us have to walk that walk. It, it, it happens. It definitely, obviously happens. But when we can do it, when we can walk through it, when we can experience it and yet give him the praise in the midst of, you see, no matter what your situation and circumstance, that does not stop God from being God. We want to take God Take them off the shelf when things are wrong. Put them back on the shelf when things are right. Or kick them to the curb when things disappoint us. This woman, I could just hear, I could just hear God applauding her faith. In the midst of it all, she did not give up her standing in him. That, to me, was powerful. So powerful. Because I tell you, the majority of us have not encountered half what she has. Oh, yes, we've lost loved ones, but to lose one right after another, one right after another. And yet, yet she is yet praising, yet praising, yet using her limbs to glorify him. Man, oof, Hallelujah. What a what a what a testimony. Now that is a testimony. We always want to get up and stand and give these little shallow things and what have you. Half the time we just want to stand and get the mic so people can see us. We let's be honest. But that was a testimony right there. That was a testimony right there. Amen. So enough of that. But uh, I'm I'm sharing it because it touched me so deeply and because it was such an encouragement, you know, and that's what I'm hoping that you are taking out of this, that if this little old lady who has gone through all of that can yet praise him. (laughs) When I tell you she did a praise dance, okay, you know, she she basically just used her arms and she kind of walked back and forth, but she then expression, the expression of the love and the adoration that she has for her father, for her God. It was just priceless. I'm telling you, it was priceless. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you today, and I, I really had not planned to go this way, had not planned to share her story, but, you know, I, I believe somebody needed to hear needed to hear that you are not the only one going through trials and tribulations and it's tough and it's as mind altering and and praise altering you have allowed it to become your situation is please know that you are not alone. See that was where her strength lied. In the fact that she knew she was not walking through it alone. She knew the God that she served. She had that Job mentality. Yet will I praise him. Though he may slay me, yet will I praise him. Ah, we got to get a yet praise in us. Yet will I praise him. Because, see, when you get that in your mindset, then his glory is free to flow in your life. Then his glory is free to rest upon you. His glory is free to be evident in the life that you live. But we got to get to that place of that mindset, that yet praise, that yet praise, that in the midst of it all, but God, you are still God, and I am still your child, and I yet know you love me. 
I yet know you will strengthen me. I yet know you will walk with me. See, when we get to that yet praise, when we get to that place in him, then we are a testimony to his glory and to his goodness. Then those that are yet walking through are encouraged. Then he can use us in the midst of the fiery furnace. It wasn't the fact that the three Hebrew boys refused to bow. It was the fact that that changed the heart of the king. It was the fact because the fact that they refused to bow, the king still said, turn that fiery furnace up seven times and put them in it. The The heart of the king was hardened because they refused to bow, because they said there is yet a God. But when they put him, put them in the fiery furnace, as the king saw that additional person in the furnace with them, and he said he is the appearance, he has the appearance, he has of the son of God. See, that's what changed the king's heart. When in the midst of the fiery furnace, he didn't see three, but he saw four. He saw that they were not alone and not even did a hair on their head singe. Those that threw them in that pit, threw them in that fiery furnace, were disintegrated at, at just that distance of just throwing them in. They were burned up right then and right there. But the fact that as hot as that furnace was, it was turned up seven times. It was meant to be a fiery grave for them. It was meant to destroy them. But because God stepped into the midst of the furnace with them, there was no destruction in their life. And there was salvation for those that saw. Do you see where I'm going? Do you see what God is saying to you? That you're in the furnace of despair. You're in that furnace of affliction. You're in that furnace right now that he may show himself mighty in and through you because you're not in the furnace alone. Because he is in there with you. He is strengthening you. He is protecting you. He is exalting you in the midst of his presence. Because the people see. The people see, the people know what you're walking through. But when they can see the peace of God on your life in the midst of it, that is what draws them to God. That is what says, I don't know what you got, what you're doing, but I want some of it. I want some of it. Whatever can cause you to still be of a sound mind, that can cause you to have peace, that can cause you not to allow that root of bitterness to build up within you, whatever it is that is carrying you through your situation, I want that because I got my own situation I'm walking through it, and I'm not walking it the way you're walking it. I'm not handling it the way you're handling it. So I want to know what it is with you that is so different from what is within me that allows you to walk in the midst of this and still have peace. That's how you draw them. That's how you draw them. By showing forth 
the peace of God in the midst of it all. I remember when my son-in-law was killed, and that was, I think, one of the hardest things that I ever encountered. And I remember sitting there that night in my room and saying to God, I know I've got a whole lot of emotional upheavals to walk through through this. I knew there was not a shadow of doubt in my bones, okay, that I had some things, some some emotional issues that I had to walk through in the midst of what had happened. I remember this prayer. I said, God, whatever I have to walk through in this, just please keep me in your bosom. Keep me close to your heart so that I don't stray. So that whatever it is, you will have equipped me to deal with. I had a daughter who had lost a husband. I had grandchildren who had lost a father who had been senselessly murdered. I had anger issues. I had retaliation issues. Okay? I had unforgiveness issues. I had all kind of hurt and pain raging within me because it was like losing one of my own. But yet, God was gracious, and he walked me through it every step. He got me to that place of forgiveness. He got me to that place of overcoming the grief and the hurt and the pain. But the only way he was able to get me there was my daily, daily. Okay, God, you got to help me with this. Okay, God, you got to help me through this. Okay, God, I, what I'm feeling right now has nothing to do with Christ. You got to help me. You see, you, you can come to God. You can come to God when you're feeling that. You can come to God when you're going through that. He is there for you. He understands. And as long as you're coming to him and giving it to him and seeking his guidance in the midst of it and seeking his companionship and seeking his comfort and seeking his peace and asking him to help your heart because your heart is turning to stone. You can feel it. But he will give you that heart of flesh. And it's in the midst of those times, in the midst of those fiery furnaces, that he can show himself mighty in your life in a way that transforms you. It literally will transform you because I promise you, once you get to the other side, there is the other side to going through. There will be glory after this. I know I have a dear, dear friend, Miss Grace in um, New Jersey, and she loves that song. And until I lived in Jersey for the year and a half last year, I, I had never heard the song. And that song would come on, and she would turn it up as loud as it would go. But I would understand there shall be glory after this. See, my, my friend, my sister in Christ, had gone through kidney failure. She had gone through years of dialysis. She had gone through a divorce. She had gone through kidney transplant. She had gone through all kind of upheaval in her life. But she hung, and she stood fast to the words of that song, there shall be glory after this. She believed God for his glory. She believed that she wasn't walking through it just to be walking through it. She knew. She knew that she knew that he would show himself mighty 
she knew. That's a powerful testimony. You know, we always hear how God is blessing, and that's the testimonies we hear. But we need that encouragement. We need to know. We need to hear from people that have gone through, that are even in the midst of it, even now. They may be walking through their darkest hour right now, but yet and still, they are lifting up their hands unto God. They are yet proclaiming and decreeing and declaring, but God. But God, no matter what, but God, see, but God makes all the difference. No matter what the enemy is throwing at you, no matter what you're encountering, no matter what, when you have that but God, but God shall see me through, but God shall show himself mighty, but God is faithful. But God has got my back. But God is carrying me because I don't have the strength to carry myself. But God, when we get into that but God syndrome, that's when we enter into the rest of God. That's when he is able to take over our lives. He is able to carry us through. That's when the poem Footprints really comes into view. Because we recognize and understand, oh, no, I'm not walking through this thing on my own. There is a but God in me. Because if it wasn't for God, there's no way that I could make it. What an awesome, awesome God we serve. Hallelujah. Ah, hallelujah. I love him with every fiber of my being. Hallelujah. I recognize and understand that without him, there is no me the bottom line. I'd have been dead long ago, long ago. Without him, there is no me. Mm. He is so, so awesome. Ah, he is so, so awesome, so, so awesome. Hallelujah. I just, I, you know what, really, I, I had scripture and everything here tonight. This was not, not, this was not on my agenda, but apparently what um, was on God's agenda. So, you know, I'm just just really feeling him right now, and I'm so grateful for the knowledge that he is such an awesome God. Let's just worship for a little while. Let's just give him adoration. Hallelujah. Let's just worship the Lord because it, it is he who is seeing you through all that you are encountering. Hallelujah. I worship you, Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. I worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. I worship you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Because you are my everything. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Hallelujah. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I worship you, Jesus. Because you are my everything. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. worship you, Jesus, because you are my everything. I worship you, Jesus, because you are my everything. 
tune tonight I worship you Jesus Think of his goodness to you I worship you Jesus Because you are my air Free me Tell him I honor you Jesus I honor you Jesus Yes I do I honor you Jesus Oh, yes, I honor you, Jesus, because you are my everything. Somebody stretch out your hand in honor. I honor you, Jesus, honor him tonight. I honor you, Jesus, oh, yes, I honor you, Jesus. Because you are my everything. I'll say this. I'm in love with you, Jesus. I'm in love with you, Jesus. Is that anybody's testimony? I'm in love with you, Jesus. I'm in love with you, Jesus. Because you are my everything. I'm in love, I'm in love with you, Jesus, yes I will, I'm in love with you, Jesus, oh yes I am, yes I am, I'm in love with you, Jesus, because you are my air, now say this to him, I'll dance for you, Jesus, I'll dance for you, Jesus, Tell him I'll dance for you, Jesus. I'll dance for you, Jesus. If you tell me to, I'll dance for you, Jesus. Because you are my everything. Now make it personal. Pull him in close. I'll dance with you, Jesus. I'll dance with you, Jesus. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. I'll dance with you, Jesus. Oh, yes, I will. I'll dance with you, Jesus, because you are, you are my end. Can you say it? I'll worship you, I'll worship you, Jesus. I'll worship you, Jesus, every day, every day. I'll worship you, Jesus, all my heart, no matter what it takes. I'll worship you, Jesus. Because you are, because you are my everything. Just one more time, I wish, I worship you, Jesus. Yes, I will. I worship you, Jesus. That's it, let me hear you sing to him. I worship you, because you are. One more time before we quit. I'm in love with you, Jesus. I'm in love with you, Jesus. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm in love with you, Jesus. I'm in love with you because you are, because you are my everything. I'm in love with you, Jesus. 
I'm in love with you, Jesus. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm in love with you, Jesus. Oh, yes, I am. I'm in love with you, Jesus. Because you are my everything. Hallelujah. 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 Ah, worship Him, worship Him, worship Him, worship Him. Is that your testimony on tonight? Are you in love with Jesus? Hallelujah. Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I've ever done. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Ah, bless you, God. Bless you, God. What an awesome, 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 awesome God. We serve. We give you praise, oh God. Ah, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. We give you praise on tonight. For truly you are worthy. You are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy. Hallelujah. Well, tonight, what was on my heart to touch on, we last week we were talking about the making of Kings was about David on last week, and this week we want to kind of touch on the making of priests, because I think we have a misconception um, of what it means to be a royal priesthood unto God. You see, we sit back and we think that the priests are only those that are standing in the pulpits, but that is not accurate. God has called all of us into his royal priesthood. We all have different assignments within that priesthood, but we've all been called to that priesthood. Amen. Go with me, excuse me, to Exodus 19. Hallelujah. Ah, yes, this was the third month after the children of Israel had come out of the land of Egypt, and God had some directions that he wanted to give. And Uh, He's still giving directions. He is still giving directions today. Don't let anybody ever tell you that the God of old is not the same God today because he is. He is. He's still a God that demands to be involved in every aspect of our lives. God doesn't want to come and align himself with your life. He wants to take over your life, and you need to let him because you have made nothing but a wreck of your life. Hallelujah. So it's time to submit, surrender it all to him, and allow him to be who he is, and that is God. Hallelujah. Ah, yes. All right, Exodus 19. Um, We're going to... Go down to the fifth verse. We're going to start at the fifth verse. And I read it out of the King James Version earlier. I haven't really read it out of the Amplified, but I am sure that it is equally blessed. So let's do that. Let's um, let's read it out of the Amplified so that we can um, get a clear directive. And I may switch over to the King James as I go because there's some things that the King James points out that I want to make sure is deep within you. Anyway, so starting at Exodus, the 19th chapter and the 5th verse, and it says, Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice in truth, keep my covenant, then you shall be my own peculiar possession and treasure from among and above all people, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests 
a holy nation, consecrated, set apart to the worship of God. These are the words you shall speak to the Israelites. So Moses called for the elders of the people and told them all these words which the Lord commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken we will do. And Moses reported the words of the people to the Lord. Hallelujah. We're concentrating on becoming priests. Notice this is not um, just the, the call of the Levitical order that God set in motion for the ministering of the tabernacles. No, this was to the complete and entire tribe of Israel. In the King James Version, it says, Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice, indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. See, God was serious about these, this thing. This was not just a, a little remnant of people that he was calling for the priesthood. The Levitical priesthood is, is a separate issue. That's not what we're talking about right now. This was the edict that God put on the whole tribe of Israel on all the children of Israel. He called them unto himself. He said that you would be a peculiar treasure unto him and that he would exalt you above all people. Now, this is the Old Testament, yes, and this was to the children of Israel, yes. And guess what? We have been engrafted into that lineage. So this was not just where you read it and you say, oh, well, that was for them and it doesn't pertain to me now. No, that is not true. That is not true. It still pertains to you today because through Abraham, which is who fathered the children of Israel, through him, you are blessed because you have been adopted into the beloved. You have been engrafted into the children of Israel. You are part of that spiritual lineage. So it's unto you as well. It's just, it's all, it, God does not leave anybody out. We leave ourselves out. He does not leave us out. We leave ourselves out. When we choose to be disobedient to his call, when we choose to be disobedient to his, his, his statutes and, and to what he's calling us to, when he gives us a directive. If we choose to be disobedient to that, then we choose to be left out. But God didn't choose to leave anybody out. He said that it was his desire that all would be saved, all. And guess what? All means. All means all. Amen? Amen. So in the making, in the making of a priest unto God, what does that pertain to? Well, it pertains to, again, walking in obedience unto him, walking as he has called you to walk, which is in a way that he can use you. 
He wants to use you. He wants to use you. Hallelujah. He desires to use you. I said that that you know we we hear this right now in the Old Testament, and and I, I know for some of you 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 believe that if you don't see it in the New Testament that it does not pertain to you, even though if you read and study Romans, if you read and study the scriptures, then you will see that whatever pertains to the children of Israel that we have been adopted and engrafted in, it pertains to us as well. But, but to help you out, go with me to First Peter 2 and 9, which says, but ye are a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye shall show forth the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So I just wanted you to see that just as he spoke it to the children of Israel in Exodus 19, he spoke it to us, the Gentiles that he invited and engrafted in in First Peter. Okay, so now you cannot argue that it does not pertain to you because, yes, it does pertain to you. So, again, he has called you to that royal priesthood. Why? So that he can use you, so that his covenant would be established with you. And, and you know you know that's, that's one of my things is dealing with the covenant because it is so vitally important, understanding how important it is to be a part of the covenant of God, to be called among his own, to be acknowledged as a child of God, to recognize and understand that he is your God and you are his people. And because of that, he's called you into this royal priesthood to give praise and worship and adoration. Do you not know that the priest's job is to serve? There's too many of us running around wanting to be served. But the job, the primary function of the priest is to serve. Do we get it twisted? We want to get twisted and tied up in titles, and we want this one running to get us this and that one running to get us something else. And we put people in harm's way just to provide for us. And that's never, never God's intention, never his intention. First of all, God is your provider, not man. He will use whomever and whatever he deems appropriate to make that provision, but he is still yet your provider. And secondly, learn from David. Remember when David was out in the field and they were on the battlefield and he craved water? I forget where it was from, don't you know, but um, I remember that it was pressure. And it might have been from the Jordan, I'm not sure, but I remember him craving water. And two of his mighty men went and snuck behind enemies. Um, enemy lines and got the water for him and brought it to him. And he was so touched by that, but he couldn't even drink it. Why? Because they had risked their lives to provide that for him. And he was like, no, if you're going to risk your life, if you're going to do something like that, then this is an offering unto God. This is an offering unto God. And he poured it out unto God. He knew what it meant to have a servant's heart. He knew what it meant to be a king and a priest. When he needed to go before the throne of God, he put on that ephod and became that priestly person. Five was a priestly garment. He put it on to seek after the voice of God, to seek after the knowledge of God. 
but yet still he understood he was a priest and a king. He understood he was a priest and a king. We need to understand our roles. We need to understand what God has called us to. It is a place of leadership as a king, but it's as a place of servanthood as a priest. Very important. He has given us dominion. He has granted us his spirit to lead God and direct us. But in the midst of that, in the midst of him making you and shaping you through all of those adversities we were talking about earlier, through your trials and your tribulations, through all of that, he is yet shaping you and making you to be a royal diadem, to be a priest, a priest unto him, a servant, servant of the living God. What an awesome thing and an awesome privilege that is. Hallelujah. To know that he has called us to serve him. I'm just, I I always, I stand in awe of God at all times. I stand in awe of God. I'm just, wow, wow. That he would take those of us that have been the drugs of the earth, the, those of us that have been told they had no worth whatsoever, and God said, oh, yes, you have great value, you have great worth. Watch this. Watch me use you to my glory. Watch me build you up to my glory. What an awesome God he is. Amen. So we're going we're gonna to pray. Now, we're going to go before the throne of God, and we're going to be praying, hallelujah, that we would take our rightful place as the priesthood, as the servants of the living God, to give him glory, to give him honor, to be used of him. Hallelujah. Father God, we worship and we thank you. Thank you, O Lord God, that even in the midst of our mess, You knew what you had engrafted within us. You knew, Lord God, what you placed in us before you even put us in our mother's womb. You knew what you were going to use us for to bring glory unto you. Father God, and we are so grateful. We are so grateful on tonight that we are part of that royal priesthood, oh, Lord God. We are that peculiar nation that you have called unto yourself, oh, God. Peculiar being unique, oh, Lord God. Peculiar because we know the God in whom we serve. Peculiar because we don't bow before the enemy. Peculiar because we can stand upright and boldly decree and declare that you are God and that you are Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, O Father. I I just lift up my my brothers and my sisters, O God, that are walking through many of the trials and tribulations that we talked about on tonight, Lord God, that they have lost loved ones, O God. They have lost material things, O God. They have lost their way, O Lord God. They have lost their faith, O Lord God. But you are yet and still God. You yet hold them in the palm of your hand. You yet allow them to lay their head on your breast. Ah, hallelujah, oh God. Thank you for never casting us aside, God. Thank you for never forgetting about us, oh God. Thank you for never turning your back on us, oh God. Thank you for your long suffering with us, Lord. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Most importantly, thank you for your love. That loving kindness, oh Lord God, that you will continually share upon us. You never let us forget that you love us. You never allow us to forget, oh, Lord God, the depth of your love. 
God, that you would spare not even your own son. The piece of you, that part of you that you took and sent to earth, O oh Lord God, to be a propitiation for our sin. Oh, Lord, we're so grateful to you on tonight. Thank you for the sacrifice you've made on our behalf. None of us can claim of giving more than what you've already given to us, Father. Not one of us. Not one of us has sacrificed what you have sacrificed on our behalf. But yet you still love us. Even though you've called us a stiff-necked people, oh, even though we have been disappointed, uh, ah, disobedient to the place of causing your anger to rise up against us, even though that in your moment of anger you even poured out wrath upon us, you yet love us unconditionally. You yet have forgiven us unconditionally. And you have yet wrapped your loving arms around us. We're so grateful tonight. Father, I just pray strength upon my brothers and sisters that are hearing me right now. I just feel that there are some that are just just been drained. Just the strength, the wind, the, the, mm, the stamina to stand has been drained from them because of all they have encountered and all they've gone through. But I believe you to be the same God that blessed that little mother that we talked about and gave her the strength to walk through all that she has walked through. I believe you to be the same God that has shown himself mighty on page after page after page of your word. I believe you to be the same God that has shown yourself mighty in my own life. I believe you to be all that they need in this hour, Father. Be their strength. Be their comfort. The family, oh God, that, that ministered on yesterday, oh Lord God, that the husband was laying in the hospital, Lord, had been in an accident on Friday night, had his leg amputated, but yet said to his daughter, no, you go to that church and you praise dance and you do the war dance and you put the devil under your feet because this leg, mm-mm. God yet has a choice. God yet has a charge. And I will yet answer that charge. No, you go and you let the devil know there's still yet a praise in you. I'm telling you, hallelujah. Oh, the people of God today are standing up in the midst of all that they are going through. They are standing up and they are saying, mighty is the Lord. God Almighty, mighty is the Lord. Mighty is the Lord. We refuse to bow to Baal. Ah, Celebosotosh. Those three Hebrew boys, they said, our God is well able to deliver us. And if he chooses not to, he is yet still God. In the midst of all you're walking in. No, he is still yet God. Hallelujah. Trust him. Believe him. Have faith in him. 
Love him. Receive his love. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity to to pour into the lives of others, oh, Lord God. We thank you for this chance to share your love, to share your compassion with others. We thank you, oh, God, that even right this moment we're believing that you are strengthening the inward parts of those that are listening. You're strengthening their resolve to trust you. You're strengthening their resolve for them to have faith in you. You're strengthening their resolve to believe you for healing, to believe you for deliverance, to believe you for provision, oh, God. And as you're strengthening, you are providing. You are healing. You are delivering. We give you praise for it, Father. Oh, how we love you, oh, God. How we love you, oh, God. Thank you. Thank you for being God. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for all that you do and you shield us from every day of our lives. We give you praise. We decree and declare that it is so. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Ah, what an awesome time, what an awesome time, what an awesome time. God is so good. Ah, God is so, so very, very good. Well, I pray that you have been blessed on tonight. I pray that you have been encouraged, encouraged, encouraged up too. (laughs) I pray that God has built his courage in you just as he told um, Joshua and Joshua 1 to be of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. I pray that you are being strong and of good courage in the midst of whatever it is that you're encountering. I pray that you recognize and understand that he is yet God and he is yet making a way. God bless you, and I will see you again on next Monday night.
Oh 